You're listening to episode 36 of the Musicpreneur Mindset Podcast. Hey, we're Sub Radio. You're listening to the Musicpreneur Mindset Podcast. Here's your host, Suze, founder of the Rockstar Advocate. Hey there, you're listening to episode 36, Musicpreneur Spotlight, Lauren Kelly Benson and Karina Karina. Today's episode is sponsored by the Musicpreneur Mindset Summit, which you'll hear all three of us discuss later on in this interview. If we haven't yet met, I'm your host, Suze, a mindset coach to help musicpreneurs build sustainable careers in music by focusing on time management systems and goals that fit their situation. I wanted this spotlight to feature two amazing artists, not only because I wanted the last interview of season one to be epic, but because I wanted to touch upon something I know a lot of you struggle with, accountability. When it comes to accountability, I couldn't think of a more appropriate example than the relationship that exists between Lauren and Karina. Their dedication to their accountability structure is enviable, and I think that their insight will help you find a partner and a system that works for you. In addition, Karina was a major influence and inspiration behind the birth of the Rockstar Advocate, as she was a client of mine in my last business, 9to5 Consulting, and we began doing work to address post-tour depression, and out of our work together came my first offerings as the Rockstar Advocate, and she continues to be somebody I go to for advice on how to best support musicians. The beauty of her situation with Lauren is that they are in very different places in their career, as you'll hear them tell you. Karina is about to release her third solo full-length album, Hangover Music. Lauren, on the other hand, is an entrepreneur and is preparing to release her first EP while maintaining the growth of her yoga practice. Even though they are not in the same place in their journey, they are in agreement in how they need to be supported and what that structure needs to look like for them to succeed. You'll also hear Lauren describe how the birth of this partnership came to fruition through one of our other guests, Cheryl B. Engelhart. We cover a lot of powerful revelations and realizations both musicians have come to through their journeys, and I have no doubt you'll be taking notes. So get out those writing utensils, and without further ado... Hey everyone, welcome to our final interview of the season, of season one of the Musicpreneur Mindset Podcast. I'm here with Karina Karina and Lauren Kelly Benson, and we are in the very affluent Stewart Hotel in right near Penn Station in New York City. And um, yeah, so we're going to be fancy and have a fancy interview. Karina, why don't we start with you? Why don't you tell us a little bit about where you are in your journey right now as a musician? Thank you so much for having me, um, having us. Actually, we've been talking about doing this for a while, and this is awesome. Really happy to share. I am preparing to release an album. I am in a place of openness to how that's going to look and how it's going to work. In the past, I've like recorded an album and released it right away and just like busted my ass to get it out there in a very like formulaic way. But because I haven't released an album in four years, and I think the climate of social media and the way that people listen to music has changed even a lot in that timeline, I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to do it. And we're working on it. And that's where I'm at. And I'm also in an acoustic duo, and I'm just continuing to have fun with that and like stretch myself out. Collaborating with another person so closely really challenges me as an artist in a lot of really good ways. And I'm also working on a project with a producer, MC Guy, which is my angry rap album. And that's been a lot of fun too, and some really heavy lifting in terms of like looking inward, and I'm really enjoying it. 
That's awesome. And you'll hear more about Karina's new music coming out and all the links to her projects, including her blues duo, Max Caddy, can be found in the show notes. So be sure to check it out. And Ms. Lauren Kelly Benson, you are another multi-passionate artist yourself. And so why don't you tell us about a little bit about where you're at right now? Yes. Cool. Thank you. Yes, for having us. Uh, I'm a big fan of your work and a lot of what you've shared with the world has helped me a lot. So I hope anything I can say can help someone listening now. I'm at a very different place from Karina. She's on her third album and I'm at the beginning. I've, as an artist, spent a lot of my time supporting other artists and, you know, offering hooks on a rap song or writing with other people or in collaboration with bands. So I'm working with Willie Green on my first solo project. We're rapping a four song EP that I hope to release soon-ish. Those four songs are the beginning of a full-length album, so we'll continue straight from releasing that to continuing the work on the full-length album. I have a band coming together. Um, I just completed my first tour with a very good friend of mine, Jesse Davis, and yeah, I'm just like feel very much at the precipice of releasing a lot of new stuff. I released my first single the beginning of the summer. Yeah, that's where I'm at. You know, no matter where we are in our journeys, there's always certain obstacles. So whether you're on your third album or getting ready to release your first EP, there's always obstacles. So I like to know whether it's personal or music related, what do you feel is like your biggest block right now that you're just chipping away at? I can take that. Um, (laughs) I feel connected to my obstacles for sure. Um, No, so I also have my own wellness company, a DT flow and finding the balance between this sort of money making business venture and money spending music (laughs) venture. Uh, And it is yoga and wellness for artists. And so I love it because it's creative work, but it's also a lot of work. And I really want to be focusing more energy on the music and more time and more money, but then you need the business to make the money. So yeah, it's just the balance of really being able to stay rooted in your passions and rooted in what you want to put out into the world, but also realistic about being an artist in a city like New York. So everything she said, it's always been lack of resources, always, but I feel like that's not a very interesting answer, so I'm going to keep it one hundo. I think a big obstacle I face is just my own emotional well-being. I uh, deal with a lot of depression, and I've had a lot of health problems for the past couple years, as you both know. And uh, just getting lack of energy, lack of... um, lack of inspiration and just getting discouraged. I, I'm trying to find somebody to premiere my newest single and I've gotten a couple of rejections and it feels like shit. It really does. And I don't know how other people feel about it, but I never get used to rejection and I work in sales and I still just, you know, some people just don't get used to it. It sucks. And also just like constantly wondering, like I've been at this for a really long time. Like Lauren said, I've, I've, I've done a lot of tours. I've put out multiple albums and different projects. And, you know, I still feel like it hasn't quite happened for me. And I'm doing a lot of soul searching about why that is. What, what's my blind spot? What am I doing wrong? Is it going to happen tomorrow or is it never going to happen? And these are, these are a lot of sort of existential questions that are really can get kind of dark and sort of hard to face. But ultimately, better art will come from it. And there's, there's no hiding from it. 
thank you for being so honest with us. I, I never expected any less. And I know that a lot of our listeners do face those things. And so I think that's really important for all of you listening out there that you're not the only one that is, um, you know, working through these mental roadblocks, these emotional roadblocks, these struggles to just keep going when we are working voluntarily in such a negative space a lot of the times. Have you found it difficult to find your niche or your people? You know, does it surprise you in terms of who resonates and responds to the music that you put out? Yes. (laughs) It's hard for me to find my people in the world in general. Um, I have a a lot of different sort of um, identities that I embrace. So I think that I find, you know, I have like my artist community. I have my LGBT community. I have my women community. I have like my Bay Area, you know, I have all those different things. And I'm I'm lucky to have so many wonderful people in my life who really do support me. and, And it's important for me to remind myself of that. People often question like, why do I have these two such distinctly different projects and I I can't imagine doing it any other way because I I so deeply resonate with like contemporary R&B and hip-hop that's so much a part of who I am but as soon as I started going forward with the Karina Karina project I I really missed the blues music that I used to play with my dad just my dad playing guitar and me singing like really sad songs at a really young age and I found Jesse and I and I love doing Max Caddy also and it's really funny when people from my hip hop world come to Max Caddy shows and they're like whoa I wasn't expecting that at all but impressed because uh, we're good but I feel like I'm still finding my sound to be honest you know I'm I'm not that young and I've been doing this a long time and I feel like I know when it happens and there were a couple songs on my latest album Hangover Music I also work with Willie Green this is our third album together and we've done a million other things and there are a couple songs on this album where we're like this is the sound Mm -hmm. three albums in we're like this is the sound but it continues to evolve and and you know I the, some of my favorite artists continue to find quote unquote find their sound and my sound will probably be different in a year and the stuff that I'm working on right now that I'm excited about is totally different than Hangover Music and Max Caddy and I think that we all owe it to ourselves to like not put ourselves in a box or pigeonhole ourselves as any one thing but just knowing how to focus and market it so that I'm not going to do Max Caddy and Karina Karina the angry rapper on the same album but they are both true to who I am. And the other thing that surprised me is that no matter what I do and how much I try to target female audiences and LGBTQ audience, I just have a lot of dude followers. (laughs) It's like... Every time I look at any analytics, it's like 65 to 70% male listeners between the ages of 25 and 35. I don't know why. I'm kind of a guy's girl, but I also think I'm a girl's girl. So I don't know why. I'm glad people are listening. Thank you for listening. I feel like I have a lot of things to say that are very feminist in spirit that would actually serve men well to hear. So I'm thank you for listening. And I hope that you're uh, processing and taking it to heart. Thank you, dudes. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's awesome. You have something to add? Yeah, I was just listening to Karina, and one thing that really resonated with me is that she has these two separate projects, but they're both true to who she is. Mm -hmm. And that's what's going to resonate, is the truth that you embody, and just putting that out into the world is what's going to resonate with whoever it resonates with, for whatever reason. And I was thinking about that on this first tour. I took my first single, which is about police brutality and slavery and my black ancestors. And I went on tour in the Pacific Northwest where if there was one black person in the audience, it was a treat. And so I did have to do a lot of thinking about like, okay, well, this isn't the avatar of who I wrote this song for or who I am. 
but this is an audience and I'm on a stage and I'm going to sing the hell out of this song. And I was nervous about how it would be received. And it was received well and openly because yeah. it is art and that's the audience and I'm and the performer. And to perform it. Yeah. 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 And it's a good song. And it's a good song. Yeah. Absolutely. Sometimes it's that simple. When the art is good, you know, people will gravitate towards it. And I think what's really important that you both said is about authenticity. And for those of you listening, it's really easy to forget that when you are on your third or fourth or fifth album and you're like, ah, oh, you know, when am I going to be done? You're never done. You know, even as a as a professional in the industry, you know, my services, my I'm, I'm redoing my website right now. You know, it's never going to be done. My services are never going to be perfected. My business model is never going to be completely finished. We're, it's always evolving when you are evolving yourself. You're not the same person you were three years ago. So it's important to keep that in mind and not get down on it. This is, you wouldn't be who you were if you didn't do the first album. You wouldn't be who you were if you didn't do the first tour, you know, so you have to go through all all this stuff and and let it evolve the way that it's going to so i thank you guys for that because that was really well said i want to know because a lot the reason we're doing this interview together is because you guys are in an accountability group and so i'm curious how did you find each other and what does that type of support that you offer each other look like for anybody that's maybe listening who wants to find an accountability buddy of their own Lauren and I, we met through Willie Green. We were both um, artists who have done a lot of work with him. And I sort of knew of her and met her at a few various events. We both have um, exes who run in similar circles. Went through uh, pretty hard times when it came to that. So that was like the first thing we related on. We're both yoga teachers and practitioners. And I left New York for a couple years. But before I left, I think we were pretty cool. And and it was always kind of like this joke about like, damn, we have a lot in common. Like, shit. And then I left for a couple years and came back, and she's been the greatest gift I've had since I came back. And um, this accountability thing has just been, I've been in a 12-step program for a long time, and I liken it to sponsorship. It really, really has been transformative for me. I know that a mutual friend of all ours and a former guest of the Music Preneur Mindset podcast kind of spurred this on for you. So tell us about that. Yeah, so at the... Musicpreneur conference, I met Cheryl and I was like in the middle of the writing process and knew that I was arriving at a place to like dive into music as career. So I did a group with her. The work with her was, I want to say, over six weeks and, and meeting weekly and all these tools and all this information. And then at the end, she was like, now continue this work and find someone who can hold you accountable and who you can hold accountable and someone who has similar goals and who you can trust. And I immediately thought of Karina. So we use Cheryl's template for accountability, which is three areas of our life and top three priorities of the week in that area of our life. And so Karina and I basically chose the things that we have in common as the three areas. So we do our second chakra, which is hippie grown-up stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the seat for the hippies out there. That's the seat of creativity and also abundance as far as money and also sexual dating life stuff. So, so that encompasses a lot for us. Um, me and Karina are close enough that we can share like in that area of our life. What else? Health, which we both do physical and mental health when it comes to that area of our life and then our music career. So every week we have nine things, three in each category that we tackle in those three areas of our life. And it's, yeah, it's been really 
super helpful to me. Sometimes I pinch myself that I found someone like Karina, who is very, when Karina writes it down, it gets done. So it holds me accountable in a way of really watching her get through her list. I think I'd come to the table a little bit more sometimes like, I didn't do that one, but I'll write it down again this week. But yeah, it's been a really grounding process. We meet once a week and yeah. It's nice because, um, just like a plug for friendship, being in our 30s, career people in New York City, it is very hard for us to just make time for each other as friends. And because we have this thing that we do, we usually include like a brunch or like a yoga class or whatever. And it's just kind of a way to just like spend time with a friend where if we didn't have this, we would flake on each other all the time and never see each other like with most of my friends. That's awesome. And so if you guys want to emulate that accountability process, I will be listing what Lauren said in the show notes so you can see how they do it. And then you can try to find someone and emulate that for yourself. And as Karina said, maybe a friend, you know, somebody that you have a lot in common with can be just as helpful. And if you don't have somebody in your life, you can, you know, go in a group. If a lot of you I know are in the Rockstar Collective on Facebook, you can go into that group and just ask or, you know, go out on Twitter and say, hey, I'm looking for somebody who else wants support. Um, I'll also leave a link in the show notes. I also have an accountability group that I run. It's a monthly subscription service. So if you need extra help staying accountable, you can check that out as well. Lauren had mentioned, you know, sometimes you just move those tests to the following week. You know, sometimes things happen and you do the best you can. So when that happens to you guys, what do you do? Because I know that when that happens, it can come with a lot of guilt, a lot of talking yourself, you know, putting yourself down and, you know, feeling shame around it. So I want to know what do you do and what do you do to help the other person when they're feeling that way? So I'm a Virgo and I, as Lauren said, if something gets written down, it will get done. But I think, you know, like she said, she was glad, grateful to find me. I think, you know, every accountability partnership needs a Karina and needs a Lauren. And I think part of what you've taught me is like, it's okay if something doesn't happen. And that is hard for me to let go of. And part of it is like not wanting to let Lauren down or not wanting to break my perfect track record or whatever. But the other thing that we've First of all, we don't ever make each other feel bad about anything, obviously. But if there's something that seemed important on Saturday when we were doing this, and then by Tuesday something else comes up, or it's just like, I don't really need to do that yet, that's fine. It doesn't mean that we've, like, failed our accountability. I'm just like, oh, I I was planning on doing this, and I realized that it just doesn't need to get done, or, oh, my God, this other big thing happened. And then sometimes, like, what often happens, I think for me personally, and we have, like, different styles of things that motivate us, but, like, when I say write more or write a Max Caddy song. That shit never gets done. I'm just like, I'll put it on my thing for like two weeks. And then I'm just like, I'm not going to do that. I'm just, and sometimes I think for a little, like little unspoken rule I have for myself is if it's on there, like more than two or three weeks in a row and I don't do it, I just take it off. It's just not going to get done and it's fine. The other thing is that we are very collaborative about it. We see each other. We're very, very close friends, and we're very honest with each other, and I think we're very honest with ourselves. Like, for example, this past week, I was struggling with some eating disorder stuff, and Lauren was like, yeah, I think that you, you know, like sometimes it's a little pushback, it's a little tough love, and and it's a lot of bouncing ideas off of each other and believing in each other and that sort of thing. So it's not just like I just show up and hear my goals and that's it. It's just kind of like, oh, well, okay, second chakra, I have these two like kind of dry, grown-up-y kind of things I have to deal with. And Lauren's like, well, there's nothing about sex and dating on there. What do you think you could do? And I'm like, And, um why don't you try this, that, or the other? So it's really good to have somebody 
somebody there to reflect that with me and to be flexible. I think for me personally, because I am someone who is not a Virgo and is not going to get everything done in the exact order and way planned, but I do get to it. In the beginning, I was a little bit nervous that we wouldn't be the right match. And I think I spoke out loud like, okay, so I didn't get anything done in my health category and I'm worried you're going to be mad at me or judge me or that I'm not inspiring you back or that I'm like the lazy one of the partner. And just like speaking those worries, Mm. we were able to find what worked for both of us. I need safe space around me for me to be vulnerable, for me to um, be real and honest. And so Karina and my friendship is a safe space. And we really work hard not to judge each other and to remind each other not to judge ourselves. And yeah, to just be in our flow about it. When things come up and life happens, you know, we've all had those times where certain things have to take priority. And a lot of those times we didn't plan for those things to happen. So how sacred is your time together? What happens if you can't make your scheduled time to meet? Or what happens if, you know, you're gone and you got to check out for a couple of weeks? Like, is that just non-negotiable? You find a way to check in or like what happens when life doesn't go as planned and, and you can't keep to your scheduled appointment with one another? What, what is that like? So I, that happened to us. I, my father got really ill and passed away shortly after we started. Mm -hmm. And I was just out of town and had no idea when I was coming back and kind of couldn't even fathom thinking about like a date (laughs) when I was dealing with this. And we just stayed checked in. Karina actually kept to the three things a week under the three, the Virgo. The Virgo. <laughs> kept to it. I was like, you don't have to respond to this or whatever. Yeah. She texted me her accountability and I stayed aware of what she was doing. And it was a text. I didn't even have time or really energy to do a phone call um, for some of that time. And just observing her staying in that. And I'd sort of be like, well, maybe this week I'll do this. And like kind of, and even that kind of took me out of what was happening with my father and dropped me in to, oh yeah, my album. And so, yeah, we just navigated that as it came, but that's what worked for us. Karina stuck to it and I received that and did what I needed to do. And as soon as I felt ready, we got right back on schedule. One thing that does feel important is we try to schedule the next week before we part ways this week. Because if you think you're going to text each other, yeah, if you think you're going to figure it out, it'll be Thursday before you realize you still have, you don't have any time. So we really try to make the schedule and stick to it. Um, but just be honest about I can't this weekend or next right. weekend. Or- I mean, I'm not going to front. It's always <laughs> sad when we don't do it. I really look forward to it. It's awesome. But yeah, like I went out of town for a couple of weeks. Did we check in during that time? We texted. Yeah. I mean, you went on tour. Things things come up. But but we we get our groove when we need to. Yeah. We, we're always we're always in it somehow. You guys are just so super talented and so such wonderful friends to other people and to each other that I think it's, I just think it's awesome because I get asked about how can I stay accountable all the time. People ask like, well, how do I vet an accountability person? Well, what does it look like once we start working together? And just you sharing your process and what it looks like when it's not going to go as planned, no matter how much of a Virgo you are, sometimes it's not going to go as planned. (laughs) 
<laughs> this will work. This will fucking work. <laughs> um, so I think that's important for people to hear that, like, it can still keep going and, and it, it doesn't have to always look the same way each week. You can make adjustments, give yourselves permission, and I think that's really important. Can I just make a plug? There's there's a, a little thing called the Gretchen Rubin's Four Tendencies. And it's uh, the four different personality types and how we're motivated. And I think it's really important for people to be in touch with that because I'm like kind of a rare case where I, I can be held accountable to myself and to other people. And some people can only be held by other people. Some people only by themselves. Some people are just like not at all, just nothing works. And I think it's important to know your style because I, I do feel like sometimes when people work with me on certain things and they're like, oh, well, you get everything done or whatever. And it's just, it's, it's not because I'm better than them or more disciplined. It's just because the way that I hold myself accountable is just different. Just we're all different. So I think it's important to figure out what motivates you you personally and and you know play to your strengths just like with anything else and not feel like shit about it right you know I love that um the tendencies that you mentioned and a link to those will be in the show notes so be sure to check that out guys and being that you met Cheryl at the Musicpreneur Mindset Summit last September which then as most of you know spurred on this podcast we're doing it again this September in Long Beach and both of you will be a part of it, which I'm super excited. I kind of look at you guys as like our resident center-fied <laughs> coaches where you run your yoga and journaling slash meditation classes that I know really like when I got the feedback from people, those were like things that they did that really uh, were quite powerful. So what was it like for you last September and what do you think people could gain from it if they're thinking about going this year? Like what stood out for you that was beneficial? Um, so much. It was really, first of all, it's really fun, you know, adventure time. And then it was just really inspiring. Lots of information, lots of connections and contacts that we both still have. As a yoga teacher and as a facilitator of spaces like that, I think it's important to just be in space with people who share your passions or share your questions or share your burdens, you know? So just being in community with fellow musicians who are really trying to take it to the next level and monetize or really get organized or whatever their goal is, even just that regardless of the information that you take or leave, just the experience of that and being in community with people like that is really transformative. And I feel like I can't even believe it's coming back around because that energy still feels fresh to me and exciting and inspiring. And I still have people and online communities and um, notes and everything that I can drop back into when I need like a a breath of that air and then we get to do it all again soon so it's just exciting so yeah. yes sign up do it <laughs> <laughs> yes everything she said again um I even actually got a tattoo based on a conversation that Lauren and I had on the drive back from oh the trip um so that's how you know that was a big deal <laughs> it was also really fun like sharing a hotel room with Lauren and these two other amazing women who remain our friends to this day and drinking champagne and listening to Cardi B <laughs> it's like why don't we do this more often it's awesome again and just being in the space and being around other people. And I have a full-time job that is not, doesn't feel very creative. And it was nice to have a weekend where I'm like, oh yeah, I'm an artist. That's what the fuck I am. And these people have no idea what I do for a living. And I don't have to be that person here. 
So that was really great. And also, Suze shouts to you because I'm a yoga teacher and meditation teacher as well. And Suze was like, why don't you do a journaling workshop? And I'm like, what? And I did it, and it was great. It's always nice to find when you have a gift for something that you didn't realize. And I and I truly believe that I was actually did a very good job. And I held another journaling workshop later on, a few months later in New York City. And I plan to do a lot more. I think uh, I've, I feel very passionately about journaling. I have a journaling and meditation practice that I do every single day. I don't think I've missed a day in like two years, knock on wood. So yeah, it was it was wonderful. And like Lauren said, I've, I feel like it's still sitting with me and I can't believe it's coming back around again. And it'll be great. I'm just really grateful for the both of you and to anyone listening, whether you come to the summit in September or you go somewhere else or you go to multiple ones, as they both said, find that community. Go to a festival, go to a conference, go to a meetup, anywhere where you can remind yourself that you're not alone because a lot of us have friends that aren't in the business and we have family. And I know, I think it was, um, episode 16, I talked about, you know, when your family and friends just don't get it. So, you know, if you, especially as Karina said, if you have a day job, you know, you start to feel so removed from your passion. And so when you have an opportunity to be in that sort of space with fellow artists, it's really, really powerful. So get somewhere where you can surround yourself with like-minded people. It's really, really important. And we are now at a point where it's time for my rapid fire questions that I ask each of my guests. So no wrong answers, whatever comes to mind and go. You have one extra hour in the day. How do you spend it? Yoga. Uh, Learning to play an instrument. (laughs) You can collaborate with anybody living or dead. Who are you collaborating with and what are you doing? I just want to hang out with Rihanna. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to, you know what, to Rihanna. (laughs) Which I guess I'll hang out with her too, whatever. <laughs> so you all can hang together. Wait, That's uh, cool. No. I want Isaac Hayes to produce one of my albums. I was very sad when he died because that was the plan. Well, there we go. Um, your big ask. What is your request? Whether you feel it is out of your control or not, we never know who's listening. We never know who knows who, six degrees of separation. Um, we never know what resources somebody can bring our way. So let's put out into the universe what do you want to see happen for yourself? What request can you put out there? Suze, this might be you. <laughs> um, but I noticed in releasing my first single that even with the research and the resources that I've sought out, I feel lost mm-hmm. on my action steps. On I know there's no right way to do it, but I don't know if that's a business manager or a manager manager. I'm just like, is this what this email should look like? Should I have even sent that email? How do I get more people to listen? Like, I need management. I need yeah. support around the business of doing this, especially learning from single and moving into EP and then ultimately album. I'm like, I need a partner. I need a hand-holding business guru, manager, yeah. person. Yes, we can certainly talk. <laughs> yeah, well, I noticed you say should a lot. So uh-huh. I think a lot of it is confidence building and just knowing to listen to your gut and saying, like, here's all the advice I've read. Here are all the different pathways I can take. I feel this is right for me. I'm going to do it. And I think that that's something... No, we can talk. <laughs> but yes, that's awesome. And Karina, what is your request to put out there? I am looking for a larger force slash machine behind putting my album Hangover Music out. It is very good. I deeply believe in it. I've been 
working on it and sitting on it for a very long time. Um, so whether that's a record label or some sort of sync licensing deal or something that just gets people to listen to it, which seems to these days be people only listen if other people have already listened right. and if you, there's a million plays or whatever. So um, I believe that it's great, but I just need people to fucking listen to it. So if you're listening, and I know we have some people out there that are, you know, of, of the industry side of things, if you go to the show notes, you'll see Karina's EPK and I'll tell you all about her upcoming music. So if you want to take a listen and you think you could help, Take a listen. Click on that link. Every week, we usually have an actionable or a download for our listeners, giving them something to do, giving them something to take action on for the week. I always like to ask my guests, what would you like our listeners to go do when they're done listening to this episode, which will end in a few minutes? (laughs) So what can they go do? They can listen to my single, Say Her Name, by Lauren Kelly Benson, everywhere where there's music. Love it. And there'll be links to that in the show notes. Find me on Spotify or whatever your streaming platform is and listen to a bunch of songs and then tell me which one's your favorite. There we go. We got YouTube. I have 10 (laughs) music videos. (laughs) That's some great market research we just did right there. Go tell Karina which one you resonate with most and give her some market research data points. Awesome. Can I say something that I would like them to do for themselves? Sure. So that was what you can do for me and what you can do for you. I, I, um, I think everyone should see a therapist and meditate daily (laughs) or some semblance of that. Even if it's just like, just get quiet, just get quiet. And people who say, Oh no, I can't sit still because my brain is racing. Blah, blah, blah. That's exactly why you should fucking sit still. (laughs) So, um, just set a timer for one minute to start there. It will, it will make a big difference. I'm so thrilled that this was the last interview of season one because it's such a nice wrap-up of a lot of the topics we've spoken about on this podcast. We've talked about how to deal with continuing to go on when you have grief. We've discussed giving yourself permission when things don't go as planned and how to find support in others. I hope you've now seen the importance of knowing what that support needs to look like for you and how to let other people know how to best support you. I want to thank Karina Karina and Lauren Kelly Benson for their time and willingness to share many personal details with us today so you could get a full 360 degree look at what accountability can truly look like and how powerful it can be. I want to thank them for also sharing their account of the Musicpreneur Mindset Summit with us and I hope you'll decide to join us this September. For more on everything that was discussed today, be sure to head on over to the show notes page therockstaradvocate.com forward slash EP36 to find links to everything and purchase tickets to the summit. Thanks again for tuning in. There's just one episode left for season one, so don't miss the grand finale. Subscribe now and access all season one episodes of this podcast on your favorite app or by visiting therockstaradvocate.com forward slash podcast. If you're looking to figure out your next steps, find time to balance everything on your plate or gain more accountability and guidance, let's talk. That email again is suz, S-U-Z, at therockstaradvocate.com. Until next time, Rockstar, have a wonderful week, and I hope to see you back here next week so we can get grounded to get rising. Take care.